This is Felicia Day, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schaubel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actress, writer, and web series creator Felicia Day. Felicia starred in Eureka, the CW show Supernatural, and the sci-fi series The Magicians, and created and starred in the seminal web series The Guild. More recently, she wrote and created the Audible original Third Eye. We talk about this project and her creative pursuits during this episode. Felicia, welcome to Five Questions. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for these five individual questions you're gonna ask me. We're gonna start off really early. What was it like being homeschooled throughout most of your childhood while also performing in concerts and competitions? Yeah, I was kind of a violin prodigy-ish kind of kid. So I was homeschooled from like age six to 16. And I got a full scholarship to go to University of Texas then, and I went to college very early. Being homeschooled was a very interesting experience. I didn't know anything different, but I certainly wasn't exposed to children uh, in a casual setting at all. I had a lot of lessons, but when you drop a kid off for lessons, it's very structured. There's a lot of supervision. So I didn't really experience a lot of inclusivity, but I didn't experience ostracism either, which kind of puts me in this very naive place as an adult. So when I first moved to Hollywood, I was like, why aren't you impressed that I had a 4.0 in math and I'm a violin prodigy? And if I go to acting class, the numbers of hours I put in doesn't actually translate to success in the business. How does that work? So it certainly gave me a unique perspective on the world. It gave me an outsider perspective on especially how women are treated and how people are sort of categorized as weird, which I don't love because I think everyone's interesting for who they are. And it certainly set me back in a lot of social ways but at the same time i wouldn't trade it for anything because it makes me who i am my weirdness makes me who i am it's my superpower i mean you wrote a book on it right <laughs> embrace exactly. your, embrace your weirdness i definitely believe that and i think everyone's weird in their own way whether they admit it or not and you've done a ton of different creative pursuits i think that's what makes you really interesting you know you all have experience with so many different like technologies and platforms so how have you expanded your creative pursuits from your early career in acting I basically just loved performing and I love more than anything making things with other people. I was in an orchestra, I was in the Austin Symphony, I did a lot of theater when I was a kid and getting together with people and making things is really important to me. And so whenever I see an opportunity, you know, it's not like I'm excited to be a pioneer or I am jumping at the chance to, you know, be first, although I do have that impulse. I just want to tell stories and especially if you're in Hollywood, a lot of your stories don't get told even if you love them. And and you push them through the system. It's just a very, very hard system to navigate. It's based a lot on luck, not necessarily talent, but also who you know, and being in the right place at the right time. So it is very challenging. And so I guess every step of the way, I've tried to just get the stories I want to tell out and the roles that I want to play out there. I jumped on 2007. I was one of the first scripted web series to be put out there and got very well known for it. My outfit from that is in the Smithsonian Museum right now if you could see it in the American History Museum on display which is wild to me because I literally shot the whole show in my house mostly that's my impulse I have stories I have characters I want to play I want to make things and every step of the way I'll do that whatever the budget level because I'd rather make something than get paid to put in development my latest project is called Third Eye and it's an audible original and it's the role that I've always wanted to play and I couldn't make it through TV so I made it in audio and creating something in audio is a very different experience than if you have 
have video involved and that was a great learning curve. So I, t I like to jump into things that I don't quite understand and see where the limits of my creativity are and then go past them with the help of a lot of other people who know better than me. <laughs> you just teed up the next question perfectly. Oh, great. What was the process of crafting the story and assembling an all-star cast for this new Amazon original Third Eye? Yeah, it was a TV show that I came up with in 2015, and it was going to be my next great role after The Guild, which is the web series that I created in 2007 and was one of the first people viewing videos online. So yeah, I, unfortunately, it didn't sell, and it was super devastating to me. And at the time, I was running a company called Geek and Sundry, and we were making hundreds of web videos a year, and I was burnt out creatively. And so I took the setback really, really personally, and it was years before I wrote again, which I was burning out. And it was like a clinically, I was clinically depressed and anxious because of I was just pushing myself too hard in a lot of different ways and areas that I wasn't necessarily loving, but I felt I needed to for reputation and ego and just opportunity's sake. But the great thing is that in 2018, five years ago, I was approached and I talked with Audible and I was like, here's the project I want to make. And they were like, great, go tell the story you want to tell. And I'm so grateful for it because honestly, there's no way this would have been the TV show that I was able to make. Other people would have second guessed me. They would have not liked some characters. They would have steered the story different ways because ultimately television is a product of the network. And when you work in books and in my experience with Audible Audio, they're really there to help guide your vision more than try to make it into their vision of your show. So I am so excited. And I wrote over COVID alone. I was supposed to have a staff writer, you know, helping me and I didn't because it was COVID. So I wrote 400 pages and it was the best experience of my life because I'd never written something that long form before. And then I just called my friends. I wrote parts for my friend, Will Wheaton. I called Neil Gaiman and I was like, do you like this? Would you do it for me? And I never thought that he would say yes. Down the line, just favor, 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 favor. And I'm so proud of the cast. And I'm, I'm really excited for people to listen to it because it is, you know, a baby. It's a baby of mine. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. I saw People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to isolvedhcm.com. Over the course of your career, you've played with a lot of different mediums. Obviously, Audible is one of the, the newer ones. How do you decide which medium to tell stories in and what role you should play in each project? So for mediums, I just get excited about any new one. I'm working on a musical now and a stage cool. play. I have a novel that I really want to write. So clearly, I am not the kind of person who is like, oh, I did that. I'm going to do it again and again and again. I can't do it. It's not who I am. I always am trying to push the boundary of what I would like to do. And I, you kind of have to do it to figure out, am I good at this? Am I attracted to this? It's not even a talent thing. It's like, what do you want to grind on? What do you want to really put your attention on and break apart and work on it obsessively? I'm a gamer, so I know if I have a game and I want to play it, I'll play it eight hours a day. And I want to have the work that brings that kind of gamer out in me. And so making things and making with this other is the fundamental. It's really not the venue. And as far as my role in it, you know, again, I took a step back 
to be a producer a lot. And I told some things in television as a producer. And I created some amazing franchises with my company in role-playing games and tabletop games and things like that. And I'm so proud of that. But at the same time, I always felt FOMO and left out because I wanted to be not the center of attention, but I just want to be a performer in it. I want to participate. And so knowing that about myself, I know I'll always have some kind of performance role. I don't need to be the center of attention, the lead. I would love to be in the ensemble because again, I want to play. And being behind the scenes only is not 100% satisfying. Makes sense. And especially because you have so many different talents and experiences, you're trying to kind of mold some of those experiences and talents into new areas as well, it seems. And what's your best piece of career advice? Figure out what you're good at that you love doing, but also no one else can do as well as you. Because especially in a world where we need to be, you know, we need to do all the hat, not only our writer or songwriter or singer, like whatever it is you do, you have to do 20 other things, not only including social media, but performance and PR and marketing and everything. In running a company where I had to do it all, I spread myself so thin that I didn't realize that I was becoming completely ineffective at what was special about me and what got me to the place that allowed me to have a company. And so, you know, I have a lot of areas where I'm a little blind spotty, especially in running a business and finances and managing people. Those are, I had no experience in all of that. And especially being homeschooled, managing people was impossible. Hone in on what you not only are good at, but you are passionate about that you want to do. Find what doesn't feel like work to you. See if you can make a career out of it. And once you get into the businessification of that, don't let all the other things that draw your attention and time away steal away from what you're meant to be doing and what you're there to do. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Felicia. To follow her journey, you can listen to Third Eye and find her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube where she shares her travels, appearances, streams, and opinions. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm.